Hi, this is Jindo. Today's message is specifically for those folks undertaking our ongo practice. You know, a while back I gave a talk that said you cannot do ongo wrong. When you fall down, just get up, keep moving forward. And if you do not find the time for some practices because life intervenes, remember that all of life is our practice. There are things that we commit to do in ango, to sit for a time, to chant this or that. But if truly, truly life intervenes, remember that driving to work, changing the baby's diaper, going to the doctor's appointment, fixing a flat tire, all of this is ango, opportunities for practice. But I didn't mean that we can be too loose, slack, or just make ango any way we feel. That, my friends, would be to do ango wrong. Oh, there are no rights and wrongs in this practice. But there are certainly ways to do things wrong. You know, I often repeat the story of the Buddha and the lute. A student came to the Buddha, and he wanted to practice very intensely, walking, 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 kin hin, till his feet were blisters. And the Buddha said, Hey, man, don't be too tight. The Buddha also said, Don't be too loose. This practice is like the lute string. The strings strung on the beautiful lute. And if you want to make beautiful, harmonious music, do not string the strings too tight, nor let them be too slack and loose. The too tight string will break. The too loose string will not make a sound. And so it is with this practice. Why do I repeat that story all the time? Because it's true. If you think that this practice of ango means that you should not do something just because it does not speak to you, or you do not find meaning in it, or you do not like it, you greatly, greatly misunderstand. You misunderstand yourself and you're hurting yourself. Let me explain why. There are things we do in this practice that we resist. I'm not saying you need to, to beat yourself. The, the Buddha said that, you know, he, he tried to starve himself, punish the body. He found the middle way. You know, I'm not saying that you have to beat yourself with a, a stick and like it. But there are things we do in this practice which we do not like and we sit with that dislike, dropping likes and dislikes, the things we're attracted to, the things that uh, we run from. We drop all that. So this is an important part of the practice, to eat the vegetables you do not like, to eat the bitterness you do not like, dropping all thoughts of what you want and what you do not want, what you run towards and what you run away from, Thus, if there's a practice you're running away from, do that. I'm not saying again, you have to, has to be something self-punishing, but something where there is resistance, something where there is dislike, do it. Just do it. Or as we say in Zen, because we're dropping likes and dislikes, all thoughts of going or coming, just non-do it. If there is something that does not speak to you, Think of it like a marriage. 
sometimes there's a person who you're with and they grow on you. I remember my grandparents, they met at the altar. It was a very traditional Jewish marriage. It was not my great, my great grandparents. And they were introduced to each other by an arranged marriage on the day on that at the altar. This is how they used to do things. And they were married for about 50 years and grew to love each other. Many of these practices are like that. The things you resist, the things you do not like, the things that do not speak to you will grow on you. And even if they don't, do them anyway. When you go to a monastery for Zen practice, during Ango in a monastery, they wake you up at 4 in the morning. You go to bed at 11 o'clock at night. During the day, there are many practices that are beautiful, but only also many things that will just drive you nuts, do not speak to you, uh, make you wonder what is the purpose of this. Well, when you're in the monastery, do as they do in the monastery. Don't say, we must do it the way I want. Don't say, I only want to do the practices that speak to me. Don't say, I only want to do the practices I like. Nobody likes to get up at four in the morning. Thus we get up. Nobody likes to chant certain ceremonies. They don't make sense. They're silly. But when I'm in a monastery, you know how I feel about some of these practices. I may think certain practices are silly, but when I'm in the monastery, I do the silly practice. I may then leave the monastery and do what I wish in my own practice, but when there, when in Ango, do as the Ango goes. Don't be too loose. If you're now saying to yourself in your life, I do not have time for certain things, ask yourself, is that really true? How long does it take to chant something? How long does it take to do the nurturing seeds practice? How long does it take to sit uh, a little more zazen each day? Our ango is designed to emphasize quality time over quantity of time. We know that you are busy people. We know that you have lives filled with many responsibilities. And we do emphasize that all of life, the baby's diapers, the things in the office, the things in the school, these are your ango too. But that does not mean you can neglect practices just because you say, I do not have the time. Life is intervening. If life is truly intervening, then life is intervening. But if you're letting life intervene because you're just saying, I don't have the time, when you do, that's lying to yourself. That's yourself lying to yourself. Find the time. It's not so much. Recently I took uh, up uh, you know, an exercise routine for my diet. You know, every day I'm doing this thing. Because ah, i got to get in shape a little more. See, and I'm going to tell you something really true. This is pointless and I hate it. Well, it's not pointless. I mean, pointless in the sense that I'm never going to have the, the six-pack abs I had when I was 17. Yes, can you believe it? But uh, at the age of 51, I still there's time to get in shape. It's just something you have to do every day. So I do about 40 of these every day and about 40 of these every day. You see? And soon... 
see something start to happen. No, I'll never get those six-pack abs back. And no, this Zen practice is not about getting someplace. Uh, we're not trying to get into our bikini for the beach. Uh, we're not trying to get enlightened. We're trying to do the practice to do the practice. But if you don't get down there and do your push-ups every day, you're missing out. You can say, I don't have time for the push-ups. I don't like the push-ups. The push-ups don't speak to me. Do them anyway. They're good for you. In traditional Zen practice, the Zen teacher would beat the student 30 blows with a stick. Well, we're kind of nonviolent around here, so I'm going to beat everyone 30 blows with a wet noodle. Just non-do-it. That is all. <laughs>